Um, we're going to go ahead and get started. I'm going to take us through sort of the intro and some slides and sort of explain in a little more detail some of the announcements Andy made in the keynote this morning. And then Srini's the star of the show. He's actually going to show you how the product works, and we'll have plenty of time at the end for Q&A. So we've got about an hour of time together. Um, we'll leave time for Q&A, but this is kind of what I want to fly through, and I'll go relatively quickly. Um, give everybody an overview of kind of Marketplace and SageMaker, if you're not familiar with what those are. Um, we'll talk a little bit about sort of what we announced today, this uh, Marketplace for Machine Learning. Uh, I'll talk about some of the feedback that we heard from customers along the way, uh, and then I'll turn it over as quick as I can to Srini, who's actually going to spend the majority of our time together actually showing you how the product works, and then we'll have time for Q&A. So quick show of hands, how many folks are familiar with SageMaker? Kind of about maybe half the crowd. And then Marketplace, anybody using Marketplace? Okay, so maybe another half. So I'll, I'll go a little bit, um, I'll go at the right pace to kind of explain kind of how these two good things come together. It's like chocolate and peanut butter, and they taste great together. Um, so quick introduction to Marketplace, it shipped. Uh, the service was introduced in April of 2012. Uh, so we turned six years old this year. Uh, when we started, it was very modest. Uh, we had about 250 items in the catalog, primarily Amazon machine instances, primarily open source, primarily operating systems in particular. Um, Marketplace, uh, the vast majority of users of Marketplace actually discover it directly through the EC2 console. So folks familiar with EC2, the granddaddy with S3, kind of the granddaddy of, of AWS. Um, and so that's the way that most users actually explore or kind of interact with Marketplace today is when you go in to create a new instance, uh, you can use what are called quick starts. You can go into the community AMI store. It's got about 80,000 to 100,000 images in it at any given point in time. Um, or you can actually browse directly through the Marketplace experience and then go ahead and launch and configure your instance from there. Um, over time, the catalog has grown quite a bit. Uh, these stats were out of date. That's kind of what they were prior to this week. Uh, we've got about 1,400 unique ISVs that publish through Marketplace today. Uh, we have over 4,500 product listings. We added in the last six weeks, uh, there's typically a big rush towards reInvent. A lot of our partners get very excited uh, to be showcased this week in front of all of our customers. And so we actually added over 300 uh, new listings in just the last six weeks and over 100 net new ISVs. And so it's been fun to see that come up. Um, that's sort of our, our traditional. We also announced on Tuesday a new uh, instantiation of the marketplace for containers. Uh, and then today we announced the availability for machine learning. And I'll explain how that works. Um, we've got over 200,000 active customers. Across those customers, about 950,000 active subscriptions. And so when you, when you purchase something from the marketplace, uh, you're actually subscribing to whatever the offer is. Um, and there's about 950,000 subscriptions. Among really big accounts uh, that, that use marketplace, we see it's not unusual to see three to 400 subscriptions per customer. And so they use us kind of in a lot of different ways. And then, you know, we have companies like Pearson that have over 50 unique offerings from Marketplace that they use as part of their sort of day-to-day -day AWS operations. Um, we have 35 categories uh, prior to today. We introduced a whole lot of new categories today uh, with the advent of machine learning, a whole bunch of new selection, a different way of discovering it, which Srini will show you. Uh, and then kind of an interesting uh, tidbit, uh, every month there's about 570 million hours of EC2 uh, that's basically consumed by people taking stuff out of Marketplace and running it us. Um, of the, the categories that we've got today, um, of those active subscriptions I was talking about, 
Marketplace primarily is used uh, as, a, as an open source repository. Um, we've got a lot of stuff that's for sale, but we also have a lot of stuff in the marketplace that's just free. Um, open source offerings that you can use, get started in building your application and go off to the races. Uh, some of our most popular images are actually just core operating system images, CentOS 6, 7, Debian, et cetera. Those, that's the, the, kind of the, uh, the bread and butter, if you will, of how people use Marketplace. That we're a curated catalog um, that, that is, is readily available, like grab an operating system, deploy it, and go. Um, one of the things that we do, uh, customers get very concerned about third-party code getting introduced specifically in their production environments. Um, you know, an offer for Marketplace consists of a piece of code with the legal terms that entitled to use that and then a price if it's for sale. Um, and companies tend to look at Marketplace and see that as potentially a source of legal, technical, or financial risk. And so as we've grown over time and as more commerce has kind of flown through there, we've been working on ways that we can sort of reduce each of those elements and make customers more comfortable. Um, one of the things that we do uniquely uh, is that for all the stuff in the Marketplace catalog, it's scanned 24-7. Um, and one of the things that we've had to invent as we come into this is figuring out ways that we can sort of apply scanning and uh, you know, CVE detection against new artifacts like algorithms and machine learnings, et cetera, that under the covers kind of packaged up as containers. But that's one of our value propositions to customers is they know that when they're pulling stuff out of the Marketplace, they're getting stuff that's scanned and that's highly reliable. Uh, that makes our catalog pretty dynamic. Um, when Spectre and Meltdown rolled through the industry recently, we had a whole lot of listings that we basically put into a limited state. We worked with our vendors who then patched and then published updated versions there. And so the catalog is pretty dynamic. Whenever we find vulnerabilities, we work with our vendors to get those addressed and then we deploy them there. So that's kind of a quick introduction to Marketplace. And then Srini's gonna show you kind of how the product actually works. Um, so when we, when, as I talked about, when we got started, the only thing you could buy from Marketplace were Amazon machine images. And that's kind of all it was. And then as Amazon has expanded into different sort of compute modes, the Marketplace has expanded along with it. Uh, so when CloudFormation templates came along, uh, we allow you to basically deploy single or multi-AMI solutions into your environment uh, that are basically automated deployments using CloudFormation templates. Uh, we support taking those subscriptions out of Marketplace and copying them to other services, whether it's ServiceNow or use something like Service Catalog from AWS, we allow you to take those entitlements, move them into sort of your own software catalog, combine them with your own code, and then distribute that across your distributed uh, environment. Um, we also, in 2016, we made it possible to actually buy SaaS subscriptions. Uh, these are SaaS providers, you know, in a lot of different categories. Uh, where you're actually purchasing the entitlement to run the SaaS through Amazon in your build through your AWS bill, um, and then the SaaS provider provisions you in their own environment and you're kind of off to the races. But, um, and then IoT, uh, when we introduced IoT and IoT Greengrass, this time in last year at reInvent, we also sort of expanded to that. Uh, and then when Amazon shipped its web application firewall, anybody use it? The Amazon WAF, nobody in this room? Um, we shipped kind of this really interesting thing. If you went out to any other vendor in the world and you bought a WAF from them, it comes with a bunch of rule sets that are sort of dynamic, 1,500 to 2,000 rules that allow you to set up your WAF and sort of protect your application. Um, Amazon had sort of the AWS shipped a WAF without rules. Now there was a great language and if you wanted to go write 1,500 to 2,000 of your own rules, you could do that to your heart's content. Uh, instead, we work with most of our leading vendors uh, to basically allow is rule sets to be purchased. So the meta point is as Amazon and AWS expands into new service types, new product types, the marketplace catalog kind of expands with it. 
Um, and so this week, what we were announcing were containers as a new product type. Uh, so you can take images straight out of Marketplace and deploy them to your EC2, EKS, or ECS environment. And then today, we have a catalog of hundreds of ready-made algorithms and models that you can take from Marketplace and deploy directly into your SageMaker environment. That's kind of a mental model. And you'll see that as we continue to expand as compute into new modes like serverless, et cetera, you'll see the Marketplace catalog expand to support new product types supported by AWS. Um, SageMaker, in a nutshell, um, you know, Andy talked about it last year. He talked about it again this year in the keynote. Um, machine learning is kind, of, is kind of an interesting, I'd call it the early innings. Um, you know, there's a lot of experts that are very comfortable operating at what we call that expert practitioner level. Uh, they want to get in and sort of configure their clusters themselves. They're very opinionated about whether they want to use CAFE or MXNet or TensorFlow, you know, but there are a handful of data experts or, or machine learning experts that really are most comfortable operating at that level. Um, the thing about SageMaker, uh, SageMaker is attempting to sort of bring machine learning to the mainstream developer and make it easy for developers to incorporate that. Uh, when SageMaker shipped initially last year, they had six algorithms built in. I think that's expanded to 13 built-in algorithms. Again, these are kind of low level if you know what you're doing. You can take the algorithm, customize it, train it against the, your own corpus of data, you know, build your own models, et cetera. But that's really at that practitioner level. Um, the ready-made algorithms from AWS, 13 of them let you get started and kind of work with the primitives. And then what we're excited about now is that we're able to expand the amount of selection that you can, you can have. Um, so you don't need to figure out, um, you know, we've got a, a, a range of different algorithms. We'll talk about them when we get in there or models that have been pre-trained by people that do this for a living. And it makes it super easy for developers to discover what they want, try different ones, tinker with them. And then once they find one that works and is, is suited to purpose, make it super easy to take that and, and include it in their application. Uh, SageMakers had, um, in its first year, it's taken off. This is a small sample of some of the public references. Andy had a slide this morning, which is a lot bigger and had thousands of customers, but literally tens of thousands of customers uh, now using SageMaker kind of every day in their production environments. We had Formula One on stage this morning talking about that was a remarkably cool example uh, applying machine learning to uh, Formula One racing. Um, so we, this slide, again, we finalized this before we came here. It's been fun the last couple of days. Um, I'll kind of update a couple of these slides. Uh, we actually have over 212, we have 212 trusted curated algorithms and models in place as of today uh, on our launch day. Um, 53 discrete machine learning categories. So in, and Srini's gonna show you this, if you kind of know what you're looking for and you wanna kind of have sort of a directed browse experience, we'll help you find exactly what you're looking for for computer vision or sentiment analysis, et cetera. So we've, we've updated our taxonomy to sort of reflect the way that different algorithms and, and uh, models work. Um, we've got 35 launch partners that have actually got listings live as of today. And then we've been developing this over the last three months with nine launch partners who've really helped us. These are customers that have been actually using uh, the models from our partners and actually uh, giving us feedback on both the user interface design as well as sort of, sort of the functionality for how the service actually works. Um, I'll talk a little bit more detail about how the commercials work because I think that's important. Um, so, the interesting thing, SageMaker gives us a unique kind of ability. Previously, if you wanted to go sort of use somebody else's algorithm, there's lots of places you can go find open source algorithms out there. If you're comfortable browsing GitHub and everything else, you can find lots and lots of source code out there uh, that's, that's easy to get, get a hold of. Publishers that wanted to sort of make their intellectual property available, though, often were reluctant to just give you the crown jewels and just take that source code and hand it over to people and, 
and sort of let it go. Um, so the sellers wanted a way to sort of package their IP in a way that they could protect it and monetize it and meter it and do things like that. And so we've had to invent a, a kind of a new way to think about packaging intellectual property, both algorithms and models, and make that uh, something that you can browse and discover and sellers can actually protect their IP. Um, likewise, uh, customers often, um, it's great to go get a pre-trained model that somebody's used that we've got a couple of vendors, for example, that have very healthcare specific models that have been trained against over 7 billion anonymized patient records. And so it's a really good starting point. It gives you sort of an interesting way to start with the algorithm. But very often in, in real world machine learning, you're going to basically do an iterative process of training and retraining your model specifically against your data. And a lot of customers in specifically heavily regulated industry don't want to make that data available to the vendor of the algorithm. And SageMaker actually gives us a nice sandbox environment where you can protect the IP of the person that's created the algorithm or the model, and the customer gets to protect access to the data, and they basically get to run it in escrow in the SageMaker environment, and both parties uh, stay quite happy. Uh, and there's been a whole lot of invention to kind of make that possible today. Now, what we heard from customers as we got sort of into this is there's the pain points that are pretty common when, in machine learning, even if you're pretty expert at it, there's a lot of time and energy sort of starting from scratch. People feel they have to reinvent the wheel often. And if, there's, if somebody else has figured out you know, a vehicle recognition algorithm or a model that works pretty well, why don't I just grab somebody else's and get started? I don't want to do the undifferentiated heavy lifting that's required often if you're starting from sort of that framework level. Um, there's, there's a pretty poor selection out there. I mean, there's open source repositories. There's lots of stuff that's available from the community and sources like GitHub and others. Um, but you don't really have any way to know the quality of what you're getting. Um, when you come to a marketplace like Amazon, you get ratings and you get reviews and you can see peer reviews and other people that like it. And you get to basically have sort of the crowdsource, if you will, give you an assessment of the quality of what you're about to go sort of put into your environment. And so it gives you a little bit uh, higher level of confidence and trust that what you're getting is good. Um, I talked a little bit for sellers, the, the uh, lack of data or IP security. Um, just Posting your source code to the, to the world to have access to, uh, that's probably, that's great for a lot of academics, frankly. We've seen a lot of innovation in machine learning coming out of academic environments or hobbyists and people that aren't not really concerned about protecting their IP. Um, but there's really been no mechanism for people to be able to distribute their code in a way that they could monetize it or sell it. And so we've had to do some invention to do that. Uh, and then the... Uh, the difficulty of deployment, version management, reproducibility, et cetera, um, when you're just grabbing stuff from open source and you're kind of you know, hacking that into your own application, uh, there's a lot of the rigor that you, would, that you uh, would typically expect that you kind of lose when you're just grabbing source code and including in your app. And so all of the mechanisms that we built give you kind of a more reliable way of grabbing that third party uh, algorithm or model, incorporating it into your own application, and then moving from there. Um, so with SageMaker, that was a step function that allowed sort of more than the expert practitioner, allowed mainstream developers to really sort of get their hands on that. SageMaker makes it easy to, to, to do the tuning. They have a one-click tuning model. Um, you know, all of the work that we've done with the SageMaker team really is about reducing sort of time to value. So you've you, you got a problem that you want to solve. You think machine learning is going to help you solve it quicker. You know, how can we basically remove all that undifferentiated heavy lifting and let you get to a solution much quicker than you could have uh, without something like this? Um, there's kind of two classes, if you want to think about it, of things that SageMaker understands, the primitives that, that run in the SageMaker environment, and you'll find both of those in the marketplace. The algorithm is the raw algorithm itself. 
Um, and we've got some examples that Srini will show you where if you just want a basic text tagger algorithm that you can train against your own data set and tag for whatever you want, that's fine. You can start with the algorithm and go from there and, and you're kind of off to the races. Um, what I think is gonna be more interesting for the mainstream developer is getting the pre-trained model packages where you know, in the case of the medical example I was talking about before, uh, if you want um, a pre-trained model from a vendor that's been trained against seven billion anonymized patient records to be able to sort of parse text and look at a patient's record and detect whether they have apnea or breast cancer or the likelihood of you know, coming down with one of those things, it's much easier to take a pre-trained model and start to apply that against your, your data versus starting from the algorithm itself. So that's kind of, and you'll see that when, when Srini gets into the demo, those are the two things that you can get get after. Um, I think algorithms are great for people that are more comfortable and they want to do a lot of customization. Uh, model packages, if you're closer to what you want, a finished solution, the model packages are going to get you further along the way to actually having something that solves your problem. Um, a little bit on the commercials. Um, we've had a model in place for six years on sort of how the commercials work. Um, we tend to innovate on pricing on a couple of different dimensions. We think about sort of what's the pricing that we kind of sort of think about for ISVs and they're gonna sell through us, et cetera. But probably the majority of the time we spend thinking about pricing is thinking about the models that our partners wanna be able to construct their own business models out of. And so like the, the marketplace primitives today allow you to sort of meter against 26 discrete dimensions. And so if you've got a solution and you wanna charge customers based on the, vol the volume of data that they're analyzing or the volume of your log files that you're crunching, you know, or it's a computationally intensive workload and you wanna build by the hour, by the second, or it's a sort of a bigger process and you wanna be able to contract for hours or years, or you know, we, we've got all sorts of these different models. Um, when we introduced the, as I mentioned at the beginning, the container for uh, machine, the algorithms and models is actually a container. It's a Docker container under the covers that's customized to run in the SageMaker deployment. Uh, we also have machine images, which we've had for a long time, and, and this week we've also introduced like Docker containers, which you can deploy into EKS and ECS. And so what we've attempted to do is basically harmonize the pricing models that are available. And so you know, if you wanna get an AMI that does the machine learning and you can deploy it and run an EC2, if you wanna get that as a sort of pre-trained model that you can deploy into SageMaker, or you wanna get the container and deploy it into ECS and run it yourself, you're gonna basically, the vendors are basically gonna be giving you the equivalent pricing regardless of the deployment target that you're gonna be running under. And then we've done the work to make sure that we're talking to the underlying control plane of the underlying service to make sure the metering and the billing is all accurate when it shows up on your bill. Um, the way it, it, it works kind of quite simply, there's free, that's totally easy. Uh, there's no charge to use that. There's a lot of free stuff in our catalog today, which Trini will show you. Um, and then there's stuff that you're gonna buy. The simplest way to think about it, it's on-demand pricing for the most part. It's very similar to EC2. Um, vendors are gonna display a price to you that it's say a nickel an hour. So they're gonna give you a, sort of an hourly price. And then when the bill gets computed, uh, we're actually calculating on a per second basis. So it'll be priced per hour, but metered per second. And that's how it'll actually compose onto your actual bill. Uh, so that's a little bit about the pricing models. Um, I think this is largely sort of like summarizing what I just said. Um, many of the models and algorithms are free. Um, the ones that you pay for, you'll pay the ISV a royalty for what they're, what they're doing. And then of course, uh, customers are paying for whatever underlying resources they're using to run those, run those models. And with that, I'm gonna pause and we'll actually turn over and look at the product itself. All right, thanks Scott. Are we ready to see some cool demo? All right. Uh, it's deep question in the house. Augustine? 
hey, sorry, these lights are blinding me. <laughs> Thanks for showing up. All right. Guys, um, this is one of the key value propositions for us. We wanted to showcase you that how simple it is to subscribe, deploy an algorithm that is built by somebody like DeepVision and make it, put it into your production. That is what we are gonna see in this demo. And we will live up to this 15 minute timeline. You will see this here, right? Except for one small trick that we will do that, that, that is gonna be in any TV show. You would see that a cooking show, I'm just gonna swap a container. Other than that, you would see how much time it takes. That's what you're gonna see here. All right, so let's start with the process of how you're gonna be procuring something like this here, right? So we are emulating our current success model for EC2, and you would start going to AWS Marketplace, and then you would browse, or you would search, or you would filter you through different categories that we have, find the product that you want to use, and that's the first step here. And the second step is gonna be like just subscribing to it. Subscription is a very simple process. It just basically makes you agree with the pricing and then the terms and conditions of the product and then the EULA, that's it. The third step is actually because you're using a specific deployment type here. Here we are talking about SageMaker. So it's very easy, you would just say, hey, here is the version that I wanted to use for this particular product and this is the deployment region I'm selecting. And then the last thing that you would do is like pick up the Amazon SageMaker deployment type. Those are the three things you would select. It's like less than five clicks that you would do to go through this process. It's as simple as that, right? So we will go through this process, by the way. And in this demo, I wanted to actually give you a use case. Let's assume that I'm gonna be assuming the persona of a machine learning developer working for an insurance company, and this insurance company is building, trying to automate the claims process. And we have multiple use cases where we can put machine learning into use and try to use all this data and automate decisions in a much faster way and deliver more value to customers. Rather than having a human workflow and then spending time in there, I can do this all by just automating multiple different decision points. We will take one such decision point over here. For example, uh, I'm gonna take the last one here, which is the taking the images, and let's say that Srini goes into buying an insurance and then he puts in uh, information about his own cars. I have this year, make, year model of the car, and that is what I have insured my car for. And when I submit a claim, and the claim, pro uh, claim processor wants to make sure the car image that I'm supplying is actually from the, of the same year, make, model of the car. That is a human workflow today, and let's see how we can use a computer vision model in this case, automate this decision. Make sense so far? All right, okay, cool. Let's switch over here. All right. Just to make sure that I haven't lost my session, I'm just gonna refresh my screen. So I'm gonna start with Amazon SageMaker console. Um, I know that half of you already are familiar with Amazon SageMaker. I just wanted to point out a couple of things that we launched part of this product. You can see that the, we have introduced a new first class citizen called algorithms. And you can go over here and then you can look at your subscriptions. If you had an algorithm subscription, it would show up here, right? Likewise, we also introduced 
a model package. That is another something, yet another entity that we introduced over here. I have a bunch of them over here, and then I also have a few subscriptions. If I had some of these subscriptions already obtained from Marketplace, they'll show up here, right? Those are the two that we introduced. In addition, we also made it simple for you to actually find all of this, right? Right from SageMaker console, you can just jump onto AWS Marketplace, and this is again yet another new thing, right? So I can just click on it, and then land on AWS Marketplace. And for people who are not familiar with AWS Marketplace website, it is very similar to how you would procure something from Amazon Marketplace. You, the look and feel is similar. It provides you different ways of uh, looking at information. You can go here and then click on categories, and this is something that we added today, this morning, right? So machine learning is a new category that we introduced. We will go and look at it. I just wanted to highlight a couple of more things. And then we have a way to look at all these categories. Garth was talking about 50 plus categories that we introduced. We will drill down, look at it. And we also have a way to look at different vendors. Because I started my journey from SageMaker, this selection is actually curated for you. It is going to be just showing only the things that you can deploy on Amazon SageMaker, right? But at the same time, if you want to switch it, you can also go and then say, hey, I'm not interested in just SageMaker. I can select something else. I can select a machine, Amazon machine image, a cloud formation template, or other things that I wanted to containers. Again, containers is something new that we launched yesterday, and private image builds and things like that, right? In this case, um, we, like, again, I'm going to point to Garth. Garth was talking about uh, different resource types. I can start with an algorithm, or I can start with the machine learning model package. Right? So if my data set, I, I own my own data set, I wanted to build a custom model, then I would go and then pick up, a, a filter it on an algorithm, and then say, hey, I would start with that, create my own training job, and then create a model, and then run all my inferences with that. But I don't have a time to actually collect this data set, curate it, tag it, and then train a model and all that stuff. You can directly go to a model package. Again, we have very sophisticated sellers listed at Marketplace. They have curated all of this. They have trained with 7 billion records of data for in a healthcare scenario. And we have DeepVision, who has done excellent work over here, curating it against specific brand recognition or uh, sp specific different context recognition and things like that. So we can directly pick a model, and that is what we're going to see in this demo, they do that, right? So, and obviously, you can see that we have, we support different regions, we support 13 different regions, and you may want to, if you are a, a buyer who is specifically interested in one region, this is where all my deployments are. I'm going to stick it to it. You can filter it and then find your selection over there. So, that's the overview for our website here. But I also wanted to point out that. So let's drill down into this selection that we have. So we did machine learning. So let's go here. And then the moment I click on machine learning, you can see all the categories that we have introduced new. Again, you have to realize that this is all the parent categories that we're talking about. If you keep on drilling down here, just let's say that I'm going to go into structured, and then it again opens it up and then shows a bunch of child categories over here. Likewise, you can just, if you know what you are looking for, if you are very familiar with the space, you can go here, click each one, and then browse, and then find the algorithm and the one that, or the model that you wanted to find out, and then, and then start using it. And you can also see some of the uh, famous uh, sellers over here. 
Intel, H2O, Ding Logics, a bunch of cool sellers. We'll also take a look at that right now. So let's go here. Here are our uh, 35, so I have already filtered it on one, so I'm gonna remove that and go one level high, go to machine learning here, and then showcase all the sellers, and I will also filter it again on Amazon SageMaker. And show our sellers. There. So I just wanted to highlight something over here. So this is all the new sellers that we have listed for part of this machine learning that a category that we introduced in marketplace. And again, uh, you can see RocketML has 35 plus algorithms. Uh, uh, I can see sorry, 23 plus algorithm perception is. Uh, concentrating on healthcare space, and they have 18 plus different products over here. And Sensify, a number of these products, and Vicence, who is doing five products, they are going in depth with algorithms only. So there are different products that, that is available. You can uh, pick any vendor, and then you can go drill down and then get your products from there. But if you don't know what you're doing, and you can run a very, very simple keyword search, in this case, I'm going to go back to the use case we started with. I'm a machine learning developer looking for a computer vision solution to identify a vehicle uh, model. So I'm just going to run a simple keyword search, say vehicle recognition, run it. See, I now get at least three products, and then I get two from Deep Vision, and then I get one from RocketML. And then if I wanted to see what these products, what their other products are, I can just go click on the seller and then see the selection that we have. They are concentrating on all computer vision. So there is a brand recognition API, identifies specific brands, and then there is the vision context, and then there is a vehicle recognition one, which we will use, and then there is a visual search API, and then they also have face recognition and then other products over there, right? Let's pick this one. So the vehicle recognition one, if you go here, you can see that you get a bunch of information that allows you to make a better decision. You can compare it, you can also find your product overview, you can get highlights, and you can understand what this is doing, and you can also find out whether this is a model or algorithm that tells you that, right? And then you can get pricing information. I just wanted to point out a couple of things here. So taking advantage of a recent release from Amazon SageMaker, we are supporting two different models here. As a model, we're gonna be supporting real-time uh, inference as well as a batch inference. So if you think about it, you have a, another application that is integrating with your real-time model or algorithm, uh, model most often running, you would deploy it in a real-time mode. So that is what one of these options are for. You can just go here and then see what it is supporting. But at the same time, you can also say, oh, I wanted to deploy it in batch, so I will take a bunch of my images in this case, and put it in S3 bucket, and then run it one time. This is gonna be much more efficient. It starts at a specific time, the moment you kick it off, run through the whole process, finishes it on time, right? And you don't pay anything for after the job execution is done. So that in that way, batch is gonna be cost efficient, but at the same time, but if you're doing a real-time integration, then you might want to choose your uh, real-time deployment option, right? So having gone through all this information, and I also see that this is a free trial. So I can also just like, if this is going to be a suitable product or not, if I don't know about that, 
I can also say, hey, I'm going to filter it down only on free trial products and then run it, find the suitability, and then go deploy it. So let's do that. I'm going to say click continue the subscription. And here, this page again gives you what we call it as a procurement page that shows you more information about pricing, just the software pricing, and then the EULA for this product, right? And I've already run through the subscription, and so I'm just gonna go click through the third step here, which is configuration. Configuration, again, it's all simple click. We, have, we, we started with SageMaker, so it's a default option. And then this product, we just launched it recently, so we have only one version, we will have more. And then I'll also select the region that I wanted to. So let's pick up US West 2. And that's it. So that gives me the product on that I wanted to work with, right? So I can actually take this and then start processing this information right from here, or I can also go to SageMaker console. It seamlessly transfers you back into SageMaker console. You can go back here and then see this product. So now, because your selection is already there, and you can go ahead and then click on this product and then look at the product details. It gives you a bunch of additional information that is contextual for SageMaker deployment. It tells you what are the supported, um, supported instance types, what is the recommended instance type, things like that, right? I can create a endpoint right from here and then uh, start deploying in real time, or I can just create a model and then I can also run it in batch mode. It's completely up to the uh, seller, what is supported by the seller, and then what is the use case for the buyer. So having said that, now I wanted to just give you more options here. One, we can think about during deployment, you have different options. You can use SageMaker APIs, that's an option. You can do console, you can continue this experience and then create the whole uh, endpoint right through this process. And it's a very simple process, you can just start typing in and you'll fill in all of those values and then you'll be able to create an endpoint. That's another option. The third option is somewhat popular with data scientists. I know that we have like a lot of people who are familiar to SageMaker and they have been using Jupyter Notebooks. And for people who have not heard of Jupyter Notebooks, again, this is an open source one and we have taken in and then we are using that. Let's take that and then we will run with uh, a Jupyter Notebook and as a sample. And let's do the deployment through that, right? And I know that some of us are very much interested in looking at a code, so I'm just gonna use that option. So it's a very simple uh, notebook that I'm gonna use. Doesn't have much in there. I will walk you through step by step. But I also wanted to point out one thing. Most often, our sellers provide a sample notebook that is uploaded part of the product. You can just go click download it, upload it back into your SageMaker instance, and you can run it. If not, you can also click on, um, uh, you can also take your own notebook. It's quite, quite, quite often these notebooks are very similar except for a couple of configurations which I will point it out and then you can also use that. So the first statement you can see that here is I'm doing a bunch of inputs and this is all common for most model packages. Let me run that. I'm just running a shift enter here so that's, it gets executed. You can see the execution uh, puts a number over there, right? I've run it so many times just to make sure that my demo is not crashing. Hopefully that doesn't crash it because I ran it more, more times. So let's run the second step here. So I wanted to show you what uh, is contained over here. This is again, it might look like a lot of coding, it is not actually. It basically just tells you, I wanted to name my model as my model and then put a timestamp along with it so that it doesn't crash with any other naming convention I already got. 
and then I have an endpoint configuration name, I have an endpoint name, those are the things that are important about it. That's nothing beyond that. So I just executed that. So I'm gonna to go to the third step. Again, this is the process that I was also showing you on this console. It was button click uh, called create model. I'm just going to run it here. So let's just do that. And then it creates a model for me. So now I have this model up and running. And then this model, if you go to SageMaker console, I'll, I'll switch over, not to distract you. I'm not switching over right now. Switch over, you would see the model over there. Okay. So now the next step is basically to create an endpoint configuration. Endpoint configuration is the one that allows you to select which instance type you're gonna be deploying on. That's pretty much what it does. It's a very simple step, I just executed it. So now the, I see the results here, then let me go to the next step where I actually create an actual endpoint. So here is something that it's gonna happen. So when you run this endpoint, this is when it takes all the configuration that you did and spins up instance. And this is what Garth was pointing about when he was talking about security, right? We, we spin up this machine learning instance for you deploy the code that is coming from the seller in an isolated environment that cannot talk to any other network endpoints other than the ones that the buyer is operating with, right? It is in a secure VPC for you. So think of that as a, a sand, uh, sandbox for you. And it cannot communicate uh, to anything else other than the input buckets and output buckets that you have configured with. So that way, the customer data that comes into the system is gonna be secure. There's no way that uh, the algorithm can take this and then store it elsewhere. So that, that's the security process that we're talking about. So now uh, that is running. So at this time, what will, I'll switch over to the SageMaker environment and then I'll show you what actually goes over here. So here, if you go back to my endpoints and switch over to US East 2, Let me just refresh this. I'm gonna go back and see where it created all of this. Did I? East? One, East two, yes. All right, I can find them. Ah, now it is. There. There. So this is the one that is actually, uh, we started creating. You can see that this one is in process. This is creating. It, it's going to take like a few more minutes, like three to four minutes. I don't want to make you wait, so I've already created one. This is why you see all those results that were already running. So let me use that other endpoint. To use that other endpoint, I already have another notebook running. So let me go over there and then move over to a place where we can start doing the actual interesting part of the work. So whatever we have done so far is like all the drab work where we, have, we were setting up. So real thing that is happening over here. So now I'm just gonna say here is my source file. So let me configure that. So what I'm doing is I'm gonna take a uh, car sample that I'm gonna be using. In this case, I'm taking an image from internet so there it is. That's the image that we're gonna use. So let me go back here and then run this, download it, done. I'm gonna get it into my local, now which is actually scolding me. 
and I think it is because it is having a problem. I'm going to go back here to the other one and hope I have my endpoint created by this time. No, it's not. Yeah? Yeah, probably that is what is happening. I have to run this. Hopefully now. There. Thank you for that. <laughs> you know better than me, <laughs> definitely. So, um, so now we downloaded this image. So let's actually uh, create that payload. I'm just going to go to the next step here. And then this is where I'm actually creating, writing into an input file. This is all done. This is actually downloaded to my local. I'm going to skip the batch one. We are not concentrating on that. So let me just go to the output. So now this is where the magic happens. I just ran it, and then it is going to create my output. And it is not. Let's see what it is doing. My endpoint is not ready. It is still running. There. It is still running. So I'm just going to wait, or I'll see whether I can run it from my other one. Supposed to run that? No. All right. So the idea basically is like just to run this endpoint, and then it will give you an output. And I just ran it before I came in here. So it basically what it does is like it ran, and then it prints an out, output data. And then the result is basically tells you that it has identified the make of the car as BMW. And then it has high confidence. It says that it has 100% confident that this is a make and model, and has identified the model. It has also identified the make year, and that is what we are looking for. right? It is as simple as to run this uh, machine learning model package in a single call and then get your input. And then this is the output that you're going to get. And there are different models that will give you different ways in which you're getting in the output. You can get it in a JSON file like this. Sometimes you put it on a different format, XLS, CSV, whatever that uh, the vendor supports. You can get all of that information. So it is as simple as this. So if I were uh, starting as a machine learning developer and then Doing this, doing this to my uh, to build a machine learning application, it is as simple as that. I would just start with that um, machine learning model package, find it on marketplace, deploy it in like 15 minutes, and then go over here, create it using a vendor-provided notebook. I run my model, and then that is out right there, and that is giving me an output that I can start using, and now I can integrate it with my actual application that processes the claims. That's, that's how much time it takes for you to integrate a machine learning model package using AWS Marketplace. Thank you, Srini. All right, thank you. Hang around for Q&A. We might want to run through our launch partners. Yeah, yeah I got it. Yeah. Uh, so we've got 35 launch partners. We're very excited. We uh, thank you, DeepVision, for the help debugging the demo. That was awesome. <laughs> Um, I've got a couple that I wanted to call out, which I thought were interesting. Um, let's see. Um, we got a bunch of, like, Twin Worlds got a bunch of great natural language processing in there. 
Cortexica has got some great stuff. Uh, Deep Vision we talked about a little bit. Um, we've got uh, an interesting selection of algorithms. We talked about the, the perception health. We've got 18 products in there today. Uh, again, trained over 7 billion anonymized patient records. Uh, but you can basically take your patient records, you can point at the algorithm at it or the model, uh, and it'll tell you whether or not you have the likelihood of being diagnosed with breast cancer or heart disease or sleep apnea in the next 360 days. I haven't run my own personal records through that. Talk to my wife about my sleep apnea. But um, we also have uh, sort of good natural language processing. There's generic algorithms that are available to let you do generic text tagging. Uh, and then who's the one on here? Actually, I don't think we've got it on here, but um, Noveta? Yeah, Noveta. Noveta's got some great stuff. Like you can uh, have a generic text, ta uh, text tagging algorithm if you want to start from there. But they've got pre-trained models that allow you to basically do text tagging and find uh, articles relating to the Syrian conflict. Uh, Russia 360 looks for any sort of interesting happenings in the news around Crimea or Ukraine, you pick your favorite. Uh, or if that's a little too depressing, they've got one that'll actually uh, pre-tag humanitarian topics for you if you want to go sort of look at that. So an interesting selection, some that are very specific to uh, vertical industries. We expect that's going to sort of be one of the areas that we see the fastest growth in selection for. Uh, and then a lot of really good building blocks and pre-trained algorithms. So big thanks to all of our sellers. Uh, we had to invent a lot of stuff along the way. Uh, all of our partners there sort of were very patient uh, and very vocal in giving us feedback on sort of the seller experience uh, on that side. Uh, preview customers along the way, these guys have been great. Uh, these are big names. Um, it's kind of a subset of the ones that Annie talked about uh, at SageMaker earlier this morning and I talked about. But uh, a lot of customers who are already sort of very expert in SageMaker, really looking forward to seeing sort of a, a, an explosion of selection that allow them to sort of uh, apply SageMaker to even more diverse use cases. Um, so that concludes our regularly scheduled programming. Thank you, Serini. That was a home team demo. Thank you. Uh, there's a little Julia Childs in there, um, you know, but that's how live demos go. Um, I'll blame it on the internet, you know. That, that <laughs> it, 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 it wasn't the deep vision code for sure. That was us. <laughs> it's all on us. Uh, so that's all we've got here, and then we've got probably 10 more minutes for Q&A before folks need to hike two miles to their next event. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'll repeat it for the video and for the room. The question is, how do we do the scanning? Do the, the sellers do it or we do it? Um, we scan everything that's in our catalog. Um, so sellers like Deep Vision, like we're pretty transparent about how that works. You know, where we find vulnerabilities, we're very transparent about working with the sellers. We say, here's, here's what we found. We're pretty transparent about our mechanism and, and kind of what we, we, it's a standard library of CVEs and we all kind of use similar tooling for doing that. Um, you know, we don't disclose a huge amount of detail about how our scanning works behind the scenes, but it's pretty robust. We've been doing AMIs for a while. Uh, we're using the same technology to do generic containers as well as algorithms and models for SageMaker, which are also happen to be containers. But that's work that we do on our side. Again, it's 24-7. Um, as new CVEs are discovered, we're constantly scanning. We'll let sellers know if we detect vulnerabilities sort of uh, in their own code. Um, what we end up doing is we'll take that offering and put it into what we call a limited state so there's no new customers that can find it. Anybody that is using that, we will sort of alert the seller, we'll let the customer continue to use it, but let them know that a vulnerability has been found, and then we'll relist as soon as we get a patched version from the seller. But that scanning happens on our side. Okay, another question? Yeah. You repeat the question so that we can sure. get it on video. Yeah, oh, sorry, finish your question. 
Okay, so the question is, how does Easia play a role in this? So um, I was showing you only the buyer experience here, so that's just to deal with this in this session within the given time. Actually, we have a complete seller experience, and that is going to start with uploading your packaged model or algorithm into an ECR, and then you would start your journey inside Amazon SageMaker, you would create an algorithm or a model package pointing to your ECR image. Right. So that doc image goes into ECR. That's where it starts. Make sense? Okay. And then e ECR is kind of more or less used under the covers by SageMaker, uh, but that's not exposed in a way that sort of you can play with directly. It's not a, it's, it's kind of, it's powered by ECR, but that's kind of under the covers and not something for security reasons it's exposed elsewhere. Right. Another question? Absolutely. Yeah. So great question. The question is, if I'm using SageMaker uh, and I got an open source offering, how do I actually make it available through the marketplace? Did I get that right? Yeah. So um, as of what's live today, we actually have a seller guide that's available that takes you through it. I think the seller guide, for the most part, is a Jupyter notebook. Um, so you can go download and you can play with that today. You know, over time, we'd like to make it as easy as sort of directly from the SageMaker right-click share. Uh, it's not quite that point-and-click easy today. We'll work on making it simpler. Um, getting registered as a seller in Marketplace is kind of step one. My question was more of like, I as a buyer, right, I'm using SageMaker. Yep. Do I have any, does Amazon, like, bring those open source? I mean, yes, we do. Go ahead. Yeah. Yes, we do. Actually, part of this process, uh, Garth also mentioned that when Amazon SageMaker was launched, we launched with only six algorithms, now we are at 13. And then part of this process, this marketplace launch, we added another eight uh, Glowon models over here. So we keep, we keep on increasing the number of open source algorithms and models that are available to you. We package them and we distribute through this channel as well. So you would see more, more and more coming. No, you're not at all, and you have all the flexibility to, to take existing algorithms, and most of the algorithms over here are free, right? And I'm just, again, generalizing quite a bit, but there are algorithms that are uh, paid algorithms, but most of them are free. You can take an existing algorithm, train it with your own data, and then use it uh, and create a custom model for that. And there, for was, there is a question, though, like uh, on the Kubernetes in particular. Um, kind of what I was mentioning when I was talking about the pricing, um, you know, prior to today, we actually had a fairly robust set of machine learning artifacts that were in the marketplace, but they were packaged as machine images. Um, now we actually have some that are in containers. And so it's kind of up for the seller on how they want to package in for distribution. If they want to give you a raw AMI, you can deploy that anywhere EC2 runs, right? Whether that's, you know, 
Outpost or EC2 or however you want to do it. Um, we do have sellers that will be packaging Docker containers, uh, not the SageMaker variant, but raw Docker containers that you can take and you can deploy them to EKS or ECS or EC2 directly if you want to manage the care and feeding of your own clusters. And so um, what we were showing you today is sort of a subset of that that's uniquely packaged so that you can get one-click deployment into SageMaker and, and go from there. Um, but I expect you'll see, you know, I think over time, this is a pretty nascent market, but as you see selection go, like I think ISVs are gonna respond to whatever customer demand is, and I think there's flexibility to package it as an AMI, as a container, or as a SageMaker artifact. Yeah. I don't mean to be ignoring the side of the room. Question. So yeah, very much. Um, if you go to a product listing, they do provide all this information. Let me just quickly show you. And one other, while he's getting that up, um, uh, the Jupyter Notebook that you saw, Srini did most of that sort of, that was cooked by himself. Um, we expect most sellers will actually provide sample Jupyter Notebooks with theirs. And so they'll give you like, you know, stub out a lot of the sample code just to get you started on and get you up and running quicker. So you can see that uh, we have uh, the usage in instructions over here. And again, it depends on how much information your seller provides. And here, uh, I think Deep Vision chose to provide this information on their website. So if you go here, you can see a lot of documentation. And then you can also find all the sample code here. right? And then it, again, each product is different. There are products that provide you the actual notebook part of a download from our website. You can click and download and then start using that. Cool. Another question? Ah, the question, how does free trial actually work? Yeah, yeah so, um, the notion of free trials is when you're gonna use, uh, it's up to the seller. We give the seller the ability to sort of say, hey, do I support free trials or not, and how much time is it gonna be? Um, but the way that works is sort of if, if the sellers decide to say, hey, I'll let you use this for a month for free, 30 days, the clock starts ticking when you deploy it. At the end of 30 days, if you don't remove it, you will start getting charged for the usage of that. Um, if it's metered, like, you're only gonna get charged if you're using it. And so if you downloaded the free trial and you forgot about it and it's sitting somewhere in an account that you're not playing with, very low, hazard that you're gonna get charged for it. Um, but that's kind of how free trials work. You're basically subscribing to the thing uh, with an agreement that after a certain period of time, it's gonna start flipping into actual commercial mode and you'll start seeing bills. Yep. The uh, let me, yeah. So let me repeat that question. So the question is like, how much charges that you are going to incur? Um, and and uh, we show a demo, and then in this demo, whatever time for which we ran it, is that only the time for which you're going to get charged? That's the question, is that correct? Okay, so I was showing you, uh, at least in the website, I showed you two different options. One is a batch transformation, the other one is a real-time transformation, right? Yeah. And then here is the difference, right? So let me just go here. So we're talking about two different options over here. Real-time is something similar to how the army marketplace works. You start something, and then the endpoint is going to be running until you go and then terminate or stop that endpoint. So you're going to be charged from that period onwards until you stop it, right? And you're, you're charged for both the software as well as if the software is priced, 
as well as the resources that you're using, right? The, all the AWS resources that you're using. But on the other hand, if you chose to use uh, your uh, batch transformation, batch transformation will start at a given time. Let's say that it starts at four o'clock today and then runs it only for like two hours. And then for only we'll charge only for like two hours, 10 minutes, four seconds, whatever the duration of the job is. And at that point of time, it, everything uh, ceases uh, to operate. That means you will have no more uh, resource charges, no more uh, software charges. That's the end of it. Yeah, and again, I'll just to reiterate, this, this is a interesting example from DeepVision. This one's free, so you can get any charges for that one. Um, but generally, like, the sellers will express their price per hour, uh, but you're going to be metered and billed per second. And eventually, if we can get to milliseconds or microseconds, you know, we'll figure out a way to do that if it saves people money. But right now, it's per second because that's what EC2 supports. Other questions? Probably got two more. Yes. Asking for my friend who is a PhD in machine learning, should they check it out? Uh, yes. <laughs> I mean, we, we, we uh, yeah, certainly. We'd love feedback on it for sure. Um, the, we, we, um, I'm sure your friend is brilliant, uh, and there's a lot of brilliant people out there. There's not enough of, of your friends in the world who are PhDs in machine learning. Um, so we're trying to kind of make machine learning accessible to sort of the average developer as opposed to the PhDs of the world. But we'd love to get feedback from as many doctors as we can. Yeah. Uh, when, when we say that, uh, we also want to highlight that. If a friend chooses to list his own algorithm or model, he's more than welcome, right? That is one option for him to start his own startup and then start doing all of this as a seller. They yeah, can what, definitely. Yeah, just 30 seconds on that. Um, listing is super easy. You can, you can get registered as a seller on Marketplace in less than 90 seconds. You give us your account ID, you're off to the races. That's fine. And if what you want to do is take free stuff or if you're experimenting and you're a PhD and you just want to put stuff into the world, and see whether people use it or get feedback. You know, that's, that's totally easy and it's fast. And it, literally, you can do it in, in kind of less than five minutes. Um, if you do want to start selling stuff, uh, we basically kick you through a process that's very similar to what, what it takes to get onboarded as a merchant to Amazon. So we go take your banking information. We ask you where your tax location is. And so we can make sure that you and your accountants and our accountants, everybody stays on the right side of tax authorities, et cetera, et cetera. Um, that doesn't take terribly long either. But um, super easy to get started and registered as a seller. You know, if you're just going to make some free stuff available, and if you want to start selling, a couple extra steps to get going. Yeah. Probably time for one more question. We are at time. One more. Good question. So, uh, what's the peer review process? Um, peer review. Um, we don't require it. Right, we do, uh, we do a validation process. So as Trini was mentioning, as you're publishing, you're gonna take your container, you're gonna put it in the ECR registry, we'll boot everything up and make sure that it loads. Um, it's not our job to assess the relative quality of one you know, computer vision algorithm versus another. So we don't do that, we validate that it works. Uh, to the gentleman's question here, we're scanning it to make sure that there's no malware or anything else in there. Uh, SageMaker will protect that endpoint, make sure that there's no access, et cetera. So it's fairly secure, so we're, we'll tell you that it works. We'll validate that it deploys to SageMaker and you know, that it's a secure offering. It's not gonna compromise your environment. Um, we expect that peer reviews will come through our standard rating and review systems. There's reviews here. There. Um, it's right there on the screen. Yeah, um, this one just launched today, so there's no reviews yet. But if you'd like to go in and give DeepVision a review on the quality of their brand recognition API, I'm sure they'd love it. 
works. Um, there's also a way for Brand Vision to respond to your review. So if you say something nasty, uh, those are also moderated as well. We use a machine learning algorithm to detect any bad words uh, that you might type in there in multiple <laughs> languages. Uh, and we have humans read and review and everything else. So that's that one will work there. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you making the hike all the way to the MGM Grand. All right. Thank you, guys. Enjoy the rest of reInvent.